Hey guys, and welcome to the Money Podcast. You know, one of the hardest things you'll ever do is alter your habits. Whether it's losing weight, quitting cigarettes, saving more, paying down debt, making big changes, especially over the long term, is really, really hard. According to one university study, of those making New Year's resolutions, 77% were successful modifying their behavior for a week. Only 19% could keep it up for two years. This comes as no surprise to those of us who have attempted to change our ways, which I assume is pretty much everyone. So why is it so difficult to accomplish things we really want to do? Like save more or spend less or drop a bad habit or pick up a good one or otherwise modify our behavior. Well, that's what this week's Money Podcast is about. We're going to give you every tip and trick we could find to help you create great goals and succeed in reaching them. And this is the perfect time to do it now that the year is well underway and those promises you made to yourself on New Year's Eve are starting to get a bit hazy. Let's get you refocused. Let's get you back on track. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hey, Stacy. Listening in and sometimes contributing is producer and novice investor Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. I switched to broccoli, and I'm sticking to it this year. <laughs> oh, God, I could <laughs> never do that. Before we get started, guys, our usual disclaimer. Should you hear about investments on this podcast, that does not mean they're recommendations. They're not recommendations. Never invest based solely on our advice because we don't know your situation. You got to form your own opinions. You got to make your own decisions. Okay, let's get back to the topic at hand. We have not discussed this in advance. Did you guys make resolutions, Miranda, Aaron? Did you? <laughs> I did. I just I just said I I switched to uh, broccoli, fish, and chicken this year. Just switch from what? Uh, from just eating a lot of bad food. <laughs> so you're. I mean, between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I was like, oh man, I cannot do this, and. Uh, you know, I'm getting worried about the high cholesterol and all that stuff. So, so you're saying yeah. you're only going to eat three things this whole year? What was it? Broccoli, uh, fish, and what? You know, I'll, I'll I'll probably you know get a little bad on weekends every now and then, but yep, that's it. Broccoli, fish, and what? And chicken. So salmon, mahi, chicken, and broccoli. That's it. I, I heard broccoli is a power food, so I'm going to try it. Why not? Broccoli's but you mean, delicious. But- I love broccoli. I, I hate broccoli. I can't so, stand it. So I love to do broccoli with just a little bit of olive oil and a little bit of salt. Or if you have, I also have this um, mix called Four Thieves that you, it's in a salt grinder kind of a thing and it has like salt and it has garlic, wine infused garlic and it has some shallots and it's all been dried out and then that's also nice on the broccoli. No, oh, that's good. I, I, I'll uh, do it just by itself or chop it up and throw it in a salad or um, I'll throw, throw it in some peanut oil and a little one of those iron skillets and then uh, maybe throw an egg in there and throw some uh, crushed up peanuts on there or walnuts or whatever and that comes out pretty cool nice. is this that a cooking good. show yeah, yeah yeah i hate broccoli i've never no you gotta what, do it and actually you, you know what up. guys as a matter of fact i want you guys to help me with this because this is a real thing again we haven't talked about no this you're before. a vegetable we, hater you hate i know vegetables. i hate vegetables <laughs> but here's the thing i am literally getting fat and, and i've never been fat my whole life and and now I weigh like 200 pounds, and I should weigh like 180 at the max, and probably 175 if more like it. And yeah, I and cannot you like bicycle like 40 miles every day. No, not every. I don't 40 miles every day, but I bicycle five days a week, and I bicycle not that much. You know, maybe between 10 and 20 miles. Um, and so I get I get some exercise, but for some reason, all of a sudden, I was too skinny when I was growing up. But now I'm 66 years old, and I'm just getting fat. And so oh, I want you guys to help me Try- because. What? Try Go being ahead. a Go woman ahead, in her forties. Try being a woman in her forties. I've tried that. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. It didn't work. It didn't help. 
No, man, it's, it's diet. I mean, uh, last year I found myself, you know, sneaking over to Wendy's and Burger King and grabbing, you know, those, I love breakfasts at Burger King. And I was like, I got to stop this. This is killing me. Well, it um, your metabolism slows down as you get older, I assume. I think mine is because I really don't feel, I think my diet is better now than it used to be, but I can't lose weight. And my wife, my wife's a nurse practitioner, much younger than me. And she has no problem whatsoever eating broccoli or whatever the hell it is. I mean, she won't even eat pasta. She won't eat any carbs at all. And I just can't do it. I mean, I love bread. I love spaghetti, you know, the whole schmear. Well, that's probably it. Because I think um, even though you're, you're bicycling and burning a lot of energy, uh, carbs is like, I, I mean, this is what I've read, is like the worst as we get older. Because we're just not burning that energy anymore. Well, and, and also beer. I'm, I'm a huge beer fan. You know, I, I mean, I, I drink beer a couple times a week. And I drink right, a lot a, of it. That's a carb too, right? Yeah. Yep. A lot of carbs in beer. So, okay. Yeah. But let, let's assume, I want you guys to talk me through. To, give me some steps I can take to keep my New Year's resolution. Okay. Now, I, I actually did resolve to, to try to diet at the beginning of the year, but then I got COVID. So, you know, for, for a week or two, um, I just said, you know, to hell with that. But now I'm, now I'm totally healthy, ready to rock and roll. What, why, why am I unable to keep my New Year's resolution? And what steps or what tips can you give me to help me keep it? So here's the problem. I actually stopped setting New Year's resolutions about f four years ago. Um, and instead, I just sort of do this thing where I just... I, I, I'm just in a constant state of like, okay, what am I working toward? How am I working toward those things? And so I just actually don't do New Year's resolutions. But if you want to develop a new habit, um, for me, what I'm learning is I actually signed up for this thing called Noom, N-O-O-M. Oh, I was wondering, I've seen the ads for that. When yeah, did you sign up for it? I signed up for it about two weeks ago. Um, I haven't lost weight yet. But I feel better because um, part of what they're doing is they help you with your psychology and help you learn about like foods and they don't, you know, there are no forbidden foods, but they help you like learn to identify, okay, which foods do I want to do? And one of the things they talk about is the swap. And so you want to take a small thing that you're doing that's maybe unhealthy or isn't serving you and swap it out with like a positive Thing. And so it's about kind of tweaking your lifestyle a little bit at a time so that you're like so that you're making the slow progress and so that you have something that is sustainable. Right, right, so okay. you're not doing too many resolutions at once or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I read about how to stick to your re resolutions, one of the things I, I read was have one thing. Don't have 10 things and don't mm -hmm. make it ridiculous. Don't try to lose 25 pounds in a month. You know, uh, you know, have realistic goals. But but I have questions, Miranda, about Noom. Uh, first of all, wait, my first question is, you said you didn't make re resolutions, but it's two weeks into January, and you said you started this on January 1. Didn't, isn't that a resolution? Oh, not really, no, because I, I didn't. I was just I was just looking around and going, well, um, the latest, cause, because I've just, I've been struggling for the last um, three or four years where like I'll have these periods where just out of nowhere without changing anything, without doing anything different, I just suddenly gain 10 pounds. Uh, just in, in, a, in the course of like, like a month, I will just suddenly gain 10 pounds out of nowhere. Um, I'm told it's probably hormones at any rate. Um, and so, so I was like, well, what, 
you know, and so then I started looking back and I'm like, okay, well, what are some things I can do to like tweak some of that? And the Noom is just, it's just something that helps me say, okay, I have kind of stopped, you know, paying attention to what I'm eating. I'm not being conscious about, you know, the exercise or whatever. And it just kind of helps me like recenter and refocus. Um, okay. Question, so, yeah. question one or question two, um, how much does Noom cost? It's like 44 bucks a month. Whoa, that's yeah. a ton. But they also it, it, also, it also comes with like a one-on-one person who will like check in with you and hold you accountable. And the idea too is that, you know, you're supposed to get off of it after you reach your weight because you've, because you've gone ahead and changed your habits. So too early to tell at this point uh, if it's worth it yes. or not, because that was my next question. Because if, yep, if it was $5, it could be worth it even now. But 40 that's a lot of money. Yeah. So... Um, I luckily have enough money to try out things like this, so here we go. So, so not not soon enough to, for you to be able to say unequivocally that this is worth the money. Yeah, we can okay. check well, in. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about this as we go through the year because yeah. I'd like to know. I, I've seen the answer. I had no idea it would cost so much. We did one of those things. Where it was like a, a meal plan that gets shipped, like the food is pre cooked and it just gets shipped to your door. Oh yeah, I can't remember what it was called though. Oh. But it was like ten bucks a meal. And it comes in a cooler at your front door, and you yeah. just pick it up, and, yeah. and it, it, it had a schedule of how you Is that ate like Jenny it Craig or something? So they've got some different ones. There's, there's like a bunch one, of them. Yeah, there's one called Daily Harvest that does the pre yourself. ones. Yeah, like I actually still do. I still do a Hello Fresh box about once a month. Um, but that's so not I specifically still... for dieting, though. That's no, just no. But food. the crazy thing is that we actually did lose weight on that. Well, thing. I was going to ask you, and so what happened? It, we did. It was it was like the slimmest we ever been eating that because it, it forced factor? us to only eat. No. Okay. It was what? I, I was, just, was, I was wondering if it was factor oh. because that's what. No, no, it was just the portion size that they gave you, and we just stuck to those portions. And, and you didn't eat anything else. I didn't eat anything else, and it worked. It was crazy. Maybe I but try It was just that. expensive over time. It was just like, wow, man, this thing's really expensive. So wait, and then we figured, ten dollars. So it it's ourselves. like thirty bucks a day. I think it was just for dinners. I think because the, oh, okay. the biggest thing is that as you get older, you don't need to eat a lot at night. And we were overeating at night. So we said, okay, we'll do these. We'll eat earlier. And then that's it. And But you did eat worked. other meals. You just didn't buy the other meals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can eat you know, breakfast and, and lunch and stuff like that. But at, at night, we just ate these specific um, low-calorie meals. Maybe I'll try that. It worked. What about you think? Okay, well. Oh, oh wait. though It came with vegetables. Ooh. Oh, but you have to eat them, you're Stacey. You're going to have vitamins. to eat vegetables. No, you're going to have to eat vegetables, Stacey. You're just going to have to. eat vitamins. No, you're going to have to eat vegetables, my dude. So one of the really interesting things that Noom focuses on, back to Noom, is cal- caloric density. So you want to eat foods that have a lower caloric density. So, you know, like fruits and vegetables have a lower caloric density and they fill you up better. That's what you mean by caloric density. I mean, you can eat a lot without ingesting a lot of calories. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. And they also like cookies. (laughs) Those have a very high caloric density. (laughs) Well, and let's try to make this conversation general. I I do want to talk about, you know, my goal, but I also want everybody else out there who may be, who may be hesitating on accomplishing the goal they set a few weeks ago. What is today? January 19th. So this is four main goals for 2022 was, um, um, I think the the number one was focusing on friends and family, but number two actually was eating more nutritiously, and then number three was spending more time with those they love, and then the fourth one was exercise. So oh, these, these are the, the most four. popular resolutions. Yeah, these are the big four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, well, and you know, I, I also used to smoke cigarettes. I did quit doing that, although I do vape every now and then. 
But anyway, so the the first thing I, I read a whole bunch about this, not only for this podcast, but also to help myself. And the first thing I read was be realistic, set a realistic goal, plan ahead. Because, you know, okay, for example, with um, I'm about to go on a cruise. Well, am I going to be able to stay on a diet on a cruise? You know, I have to plan ahead, and and how do how do you do that, Miranda? If if you're if you're an experienced dieter, I mean, somebody asks you out to dinner, do you just eat a salad? I mean, that must be difficult to do. What what about when you're on a cruise? Do you throw this thing to the? You mean, is it, throw everything to the wind? Throw caution to the wind and just go for it, or what do you do? Uh, well, I mean, I know what I do. <laughs> my problem is, is my problem is, is I like food and I like wine. I like good food and I like good wine, and so. Yeah. So part of my challenge right now is just like saying, okay, I've got to make sure it's all about portion control and moderation. Right. So because yeah, moderation, man, that's tough for me. Yeah. So sometimes it's less about like never have a beer again and more about, all right, I can have, you know, three beers a week instead of every single day or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, you know, and, and for me, it's been like, Okay, I don't need to have a bottle of wine every day. <laughs> like it's it's okay well, to keep know, it to drink, half a glass. <laughs> when I drink beer, I drink like a six pack, you know, and I do it twice a twice a week, and, and it's it's a lot, you know. I mean, I I'm not worried about being an alcoholic, but but something is making me fat, and I'm I'm wondering if that's not it. So any, it but you know, it's hard to. I mean, it's easy to say moderation, but it's hard to do. It and is. How, how do you keep yourself on track? And it's different for everybody, too. I mean, there's a lot in, involved in that. I mean, you could talk about eating or whatever, but there's genetics involved. I mean, it's, it's, it's complicated and it's, it's very individual. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've, got, I've got 10 steps. Um, I've got 10 steps that I took out of a, well, actually, that I put together from a series of things that I read, including stuff on moneytalksnews.com. But I read, I, I'm going to say 10 or 11 articles, all of which are in our, our show notes. But I put together 10 things and I'm going to lay those on you guys. And I want you to get, to get your input on them. 10 specific things you can do to, to uh, get back on your, get back on track to accomplish whatever goal you had this year. It doesn't matter what it is. Uh, but we're going to, we're going to get back to that right after this quick message from our sponsor. Be right back. Okay. We're back. So here's some of the things that, that I dug up and put together. I've made a list for this podcast. Uh, I, I mentioned a couple already. Uh, one was be realistic. Two was plan ahead. Um, in other words, don't start your resolution one day before you're going to do it, before you're going to start changing, trying to change your behavior. Um, lead up to it, you know, so you can think it through. Uh, and then number three was outline your plan. Defi decide exactly how you're going to deal with temptation or, you know, what are you going to do to make sure that you exercise or, the, or to skip that cake? And I, I have a horrible time. My wife, my wife can, you could lay a cake on, the, on our counter and she won't touch it. I, I will eat it. I'll eat the whole thing. That's because her goal matters more to her than that cake. You know what, Aaron? That is exactly right, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And the thing is, is like I know one of the other things on there would be share your goals with friends. And you've got a built-in person and that's doing this. And you could do it right along with her. And yet you're going against the grain. Yeah, and you know what? Tell me if this isn't true for you guys, too. If, if, those of you out there who are married, at least. What, sometimes my wife tries to get me to do something. I do the opposite. <laughs> just say, you know, okay, example. I'll be eating a cookie and she'll go, you're going to eat another cookie? And I go, damn right I am. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's not helping me. It's making it worse. I mean, <laughs> I, and I, I need to embrace her as a partner instead of, well, you know, because she, what she's doing, she's holding up a mirror. 
and I'm looking at it, not seeing, liking what I see, you know? Right. And it's, it's difficult. Yeah. You got to want it. You got to, you got to self want it really. That's the ultimate thing. I think. I guess, you know, Aaron, I think that that's absolutely true. And I think it underlies almost everything. You know, uh, I've been successful financially in my life because I picture myself as financially successful. And, and this doesn't happen overnight. But you, you, I, I, you know, one of my favorite expressions that I created uh, was be, be careful how you picture yourself because ultimately that's going to be who you are. And I think if we picture ourselves as failures or, you know, this, that, or fat or whatever it is, that's what we're ultimately going to be. So having that attitude is probably the most important thing. But I, but I do feel like I do want to lose weight. But I just, but you're right, though. If I wanted to lose weight bad enough, I would, I would lose weight. That's not well, me. The, brain, the brain's a tricky thing, though. When, when the brain likes something, it doesn't want to give it up, you know. And uh, I've read many reports about how the brain just loves certain things. You start giving it sugar or fats or whatever, it craves more of it. It's it's a, an addictive machine, you know. And yeah, I have really that I have that trouble with crack too. Mm, yeah, yeah, I think we all have. <laughs> but also, here's something else: reward yourself. This was number six on the list of things I had. Just just to recap: be realistic, plan ahead, outline your plan, make a pros and cons list. I didn't mention that exactly why you're trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. Um, talking about it, which Aaron just said, rewarding yourself, celebrating your success by, you know, maybe having a little piece of pie every now and then, in my case. Number seven was tracking your progress. I guess that would involve my standing on a scale. I See, I don't agree do. with that one. You don't? Why not? I mean, I think that's good for like maybe money issues if you're trying to save money or pay down debt or things like that. I think tracking is, is really good because it kind of like, yay, I'm doing good. I don't believe it works for losing weight or building Why muscle not? or any Why of those not? kind of things. Don't you, you always want to stand on a scale once a week if you're trying to lose weight? No, I, mean, no, I, th I, I think I you just need to stick to what it is you're doing and <laughs> just keep sticking with it. Don't don't worry about it. You know? Miranda, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think it depends on what your goal is and what your measurement is, right? Because it's like, if you're, so, because I do, I actually have some, like, I actually use the scale and I do that, um, but I have... A registered dietitian friend who is really into intuitive eating, which is very interesting and cool. Um, but she, they don't have scales in their house. But what they do is they, in terms of, they do it in terms of like, how do I feel about how I look today? How do I feel about how I feel today? What are the things that are going to help me look and feel good today? Right. So, um, so rather than tracking that with the scale, the number on the scale, they do it in terms of, oh, I'm comfortable in my clothing. <laughs> I feel good. I have energy today because I've been eating well and I've been exercising. So just stuff like that where you can like turn it back and say, okay, this is this is the measure I'm going to use rather than a number on the scale. What about affirmations? Well, see, see, I think it's different because I think the body is kind of a hard thing to mess with. And if you're thinking like, oh, I'm, I'm going to lose weight by this and it's going to be better by this. There's so many things that get in the way. I mean, you could have water retention one day and that's changing your weight. You could get sick and you're you're down for like a week, you know, with the flu and you haven't worked out for a week. So I just, I think trying to track this thing is is mute. Yeah. Well, I, what, what about affirmations? It's, it sounds like what you were just saying kind of was, was kind of an affirmation, Miranda, was it? 
where these people where these people are just saying themselves um, every day how you feel about themselves and it's it's less about affirmations because affirmations are what you are talking about when you're saying I see myself as a wealthy person yeah yeah that's right? right that's an affirmation what they're doing is they're being aware of where they're at and how they feel and why they feel that way so there's I think there's a difference between being aware and I think that's the first step like for me the nice thing about Noom is it's making me aware when you're talking about money when you're talking about like reaching your money goals and everything else um, you you know where being aware of like okay where am I at right now with money How does being here make me feel with money? Where am I at with debt? What do I need to do? Being aware and then calling attention to when you're doing something. So like um, one of the things that I used to do when making purchases with my money was to say, I'm going to ask myself four questions. Do I need it? No. Okay. Well, (laughs) do I actually like... Is it actually going to enrich my life? What is it going to add to my life? Is it going to, is it something that's going to help me reach my goals? And is it something that helps others? So these are important questions for me. And so if I can't do one of those four things with my money, I'm not going to make the purchase. It's kind of the same thing when you're talking about health or weight. Where you can say, okay, where am I at today? How do I feel today? Let's take stock Okay, what small change can I make tomorrow to feel differently? You know, and this reminds me of something else that's on my list here. Uh, don't beat yourself up. Uh, there, there are going to be times where you're going to step on that scale. Or, you know, actually, we should be talking more about money since this is a money podcast. But, you know, there are going to be times when you go backwards. Uh, and that's, that, that's not only can happen, it, it's going to happen. Something's going to happen that's going to derail your plan, whatever your plan is, whether it's to lose weight or save more, or pay off more debt or whatever it is. Something's going to happen that's going to derail you. Uh, and you just need to know that before you even start down this road, you need to know that you're going to run into the ditch because you're going to. And so you have to be able to not beat yourself up, stand up, dust yourself off, get back on the trail and keep on going. Uh, and I think that's true. And that that's what I'm doing now. See, I'm, I'm not beating myself up because <laughs> I've lost any weight so far this year. <laughs> so, but I'm going to stick to it. That was number nine on my list, sticking to it and keeping on trying. You know, there's so many things that we, we, it, you know, most people, I've said to people before, you know, I was talking about being financially successful. Half of it, not half of it, I swear to God, eight, 70% of it, it's just showing up. You know, so, some people will try to do something, like say, let's say a side gig or something, and it doesn't immediately work, and, and they don't make any money, and they just go, well, they throw their hands up, and they go, well, it didn't work. You know, I, I've, I've, I've been successful at three different businesses, none in less than five years, five years, no less. And, and if, you can, if you don't have the wherewithal to stick with it, you obviously don't want to keep beating a dead horse. If your idea is no good, then you need to walk away. But a lot of things, persistence really pays. And, and sometimes it's the only thing that works. It has been in my life. So I think that's really important, too. Yeah. Well, and I think like what you said about like, hey, you're going to backslide. I think one of the things that I have a hard time with the resolutions is and why I don't make th- specific resolutions anymore at the beginning of the year is we have this sort of all or nothing mindset around them that once we fail or once we don't reach whatever it is within whatever period of time, then we're like, well, it's over and we're done for another year. And and really, it's more about saying, okay, let's make some progress. And it's not all or nothing. Yeah, yeah good point. Good point. Uh, so, yeah, but actually, by the way, creating a measurable goal is something you'll often see as step one. Uh, and, yeah, and, and, and you can do that any time of the year. Well, that is absolutely true. 
You're right. But but you do what and especially this is true with money, right? When we tell people how to save more, you 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 have to create a real goal. You can't just go, I'm going to save more this year. You have to go, right. I'm going to save $7,600 this year. And I'm going to do that by um, November 14th. I mean, you know, have, having a specific goal in mind, specific goal, and a date at which you're going to reach that goal is really, really important. Uh, now, again, you know, you're, you're going to backslide or, you know, things are going to happen. They're going to keep you're getting the way, getting get between you and your goal. You know it's going to happen. But, but having a measurable goal is the only way that you can accomplish or is the best way to accomplish a goal. It's the shortest path from where you are to where you want to go is knowing exactly what that goal is, uh, knowing when you plan on reaching it, and also knowing why it's important to you. Because if it's not important to you, it won't work. Like like Aaron was saying, you know, if, if I can say all I want that I want to lose weight, but if I really want to lose weight, I'm going to figure out a way to do it. And if I and if I don't, I'm gonna I can whine and you know wheedle and blah blah blah, and I'm never gonna get there because it's not easy. Well, I think that's part of the it's the first step. I think um, complaining to yourself and and whining about it, I think that's actually your inner brain trying to retrain you. Hey, I got a problem. Blah blah blah. blah. This is what I want, and and yet it's it's just the first step, you know. And you're either gonna step on it from there, or you're 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 not. Yeah, I think well, that we all do that. I mean, I do that. Oh, you yeah. Know, and we do that with debt. You know, when I was in debt, like, oh, I'm in debt. This sucks. Oh, I want that thing. I'm going to buy it. Where's my credit card? You know, we, we just, it, it takes a while for us to kick it all in, you know? Yeah. And appreciating the progress that you are making, you know? Yeah. Like, I, sometimes I'm beating myself up because I'm using a vape every now and then. And then I have to remind myself, oh, wait, I smoked for 25 years and I quit. You know? So, I, yes, I, I wasn't supposed to be vaping, but I did quit smoking. So that's something, you know, so as I think both of you guys have said, you know, getting a getting an incremental uh, increase is better than no increase. Yeah. And I think it's worth like you kind of touched on this as well. And so did Aaron. I think that it's uh, worth remembering your why. Why are you doing this? Right. Um, why? What is kind of like that underlying reason for doing it? And having that so that you can say, okay, this is why I'm doing it. Um, I want to do this because, because, because. And I think that helps as well because then you have, you know, like, I mean, I didn't, I didn't actually start making much progress with my money until I started thinking about, but why, you know, like, why? What was the answer? Well, the answer is, is, oh, well, I want to have freedom and flexibility in my life. I want to be able to um, take time off if I want to take time off. I want to be able to, uh, at the time my son was young, I want to be able to like stay home from school with my son if needed. Like there's a lot of, you know, where I was like, okay, well, I want to be able to design this lifestyle. I want time to um, volunteer, to be able to go to these board meetings, <laughs> these nonprofits, you know, things like that where you could say, okay, well, why? And how will this enrich my life? What kind of life do I want to envision? And that's actually helped me invest more, work more toward um, saving and, and building wealth than being like, I would like to save a million dollars, please. Because, well, why? What's the point of a million dollars? What am I going to do with that? What does having a million dollars in the bank do for me? I'm actually closer to getting that million dollars in the bank because I'm focusing on other things that are more important to me and I have a reason for it, right? Oh, well, you know, 
building the travel fund, saving up money for travel because I want to be able to travel um, and see the world or relax or get away from the snow just for two weeks every winter. <laughs> uh, just, you know, or, you know, I want to be able to, you know, pay for my yeah, son's that's college. A great, that's a really good point. So having it that is. why is, is much easier to envision and envisioning, okay, what kind of life do I want to design from this? What does it look like? And right now for me, I'm sitting here going, okay, well, um, I really liked how I looked and felt uh, last March, and I can't wear the pants that made my butt look really good last March because <laughs> I've gained 15 pounds since last March. So, okay, I would like my butt to look good in those pants again. So let's do this. You know what? Um, I, I need to. I need to get. I need to drill down. I'm listening to you, and I'm thinking, Miranda, because here's what I do. I ride a bicycle almost every day. I, I rode yesterday. I haven't ridden yet today, but I, I'm fortunate enough to live a mile from the beach. And I'm also fortunate enough to live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So it's 75 degrees. It's sunny. It's beautiful. I'm at the beach. It's, it's just gorgeous. And I, and what I say to myself is I say, you know, I don't want to die. I want to, I want to live as long as I can because life is wonderful and where I am is beautiful and I want to be able to appreciate it, but it isn't working. I mean, because that doesn't that seem like a goal that would be, you know, staying alive <laughs> would be, you know, but just a not priority very specific. one. Why do you want yeah. to stay alive? Yeah, <laughs> like, but I, yeah, maybe I need to down. drill down more on that, you know, and say, and say exactly because because why why am I eating too much if if I'm saying that to myself on a daily basis? It's it's not enough, you know. And, and it's hard because a lot of us, because we're we're humans, we have this uh, I'm going to live forever mentality a lot of the times, and we don't really make these kind of radical changes until something happens like yeah. oh no you got diabetes now oh oh no you you've got cancer isn't that oh, weird no, Aaron? isn't that weird how people are because you're absolutely right. your heart's clogged you know like oh my god yeah so you, you do i've kind of like tried to go oh my family does have some of these things i don't want them i better do it now um so that's kind of like now see that's easier for me than it is for you guys because i'm 66 so i can actually see the end of the line here um, and, and that makes it a little easier <laughs> to not want to die, <laughs> but, but nonetheless, you know, I'm, I'm going to have to drill down on that goal and, and figure out what's, you know, something else that is going to give me added incentive. I'm going to try to do that. And I agree with, with, uh, what, with, uh, Miranda said there about, you know, oh, I see myself as a millionaire. This is what I'm going to do and focus on it. And I agree with the, uh, don't focus on that, you know, just kind of truck along and do those little things because we're not trying to figure that out. I mean, it's impossible to figure out whether or not you're going to be one or not, but just try to do the things you can do in the moment. So if you've managed to save up some money and you're thinking about, you know, buying some stock or buying a house or whatever to make more money, just focus on that one tiny element and try to make it work. Well, that's definitely and, true with money. I mean, you don't ever, you don't yeah. ever focus on the money. You focus on what the money does for you because yeah, money by itself yeah. is just pieces of paper. That's of no use right, at all. Yeah. But, but I mean, just focus on that near, near, near term of what you can do, not try to focus on, you know, is it going to get me, you know, a millionaire by five years? You know, that's impossible to know. Well, here, here's what we're going to do, guys. We have to close this out. We've got a question we've got to answer. We have to close out. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to get back together a year from now. If we've accomplished our goals, we're going to do a podcast about it. If we haven't, we're going to pretend like we never had this conversation. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> since I don't have any resolutions, that's great. But if I do get back in those pants that like make my butt look good, maybe I'll you take a picture. You sound just like my wife. Exactly what she would say. And I do want to know about Noom, too. Okay, but anyway, we have to, we have to do this. Okay, you've got a question coming, Miranda. This is yours this week, and here it is. It's from Elizabeth. Really enjoy your newsletter. Have a question. I am retired, have $8,800 in credit card debt. 
Should I get a personal loan to wipe out the debt and just have one monthly payment? I do plan on keeping the accounts open in case of emergency. What should Elizabeth do? Oh, my gosh. So this is this is kind of dangerous ground here because you kind of have to really think about your psychology and think about what's really practical here in terms of just kind of in terms of, um, you know, what's going to happen here. Because on the one hand, a personal loan that comes with a much lower interest rate than your current credit card interest rates can be a great idea. You'd have one monthly payment. uh, You'd be paying less in interest. You'd be able to tackle that faster. And that can be great. But the main problem that you might run into here is, have you fixed the underlying problems that got you to that credit card debt in the first place? Because if you haven't fixed those underlying problems and you haven't fixed those underlying habits, um, because you know that credit card debt's more of the symptom. And so if no, you haven't- You're going to be putting more in your credit card yeah, debt. Yeah, right, exactly. So once, once you pay that off, pay those credit cards off with that personal loan, Cut where are you card. at? Right? Well, where, no, she doesn't where, want to cover credit cards. Right. She says she doesn't want to. And so that's the issue, right, is that have you fixed the underlying problem before you move forward here? Have you pinpointed, okay, do I have this credit card debt because there was a one-off medical emergency? Okay. Um, Or do we have this credit card debt because we have an ongoing problem with overspending and living beyond our means? So, I mean, there's so so it's really important to kind of diagnose the underlying problem because a, a personal loan can be great. I have used in my own past personal loans to help me um, get rid of that debt faster and pay less in interest and consolidate it and make it work. Uh, but before I could do that and do that effectively, I had to make those changes to my underlying financial habits to make sure that I just ended up didn't end up in more debt because that's the challenge here. If you keep the accounts open in case of emergency, it becomes really easy to have an emergency. And so you have to be careful with that. It can make a lot of sense financially to do the consolidation, but you have to be able to say, okay, am I definitely not going to use these credit cards again, except for in the case of emergency? Maybe it makes sense uh, it looks like you have multiple, so maybe pay all of them off except for one and just keep one to kind of limit how much debt you can accumulate later. But yeah, so that's just something that you really do have to take a look at your psychology, take a look at where you're at and say, okay, why am I here? Have I fixed the underlying problem? Um, because no matter what you do with debt reduction or debt pay down, if you haven't fixed the underlying problem, you're going to end up in debt again. Well said, Miranda. Great advice. Um, okay. I have nothing to add to that. That was perfect. So I'm afraid we are out of time, guys. But you know what? We're never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. I told you, we got a bunch of links in our show notes. It's going to help you. And remember, if your goal is to make more, it's to spend less, it's to retire rich. Your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. If you got a question, comment, or topic you'd like to suggest, tell us about it. Email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one last thing, if you appreciate what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to our podcast. Takes you two seconds, really helps us. So if you like to show us, then subscribe. I'm Stacey Johnson. And I'm Miranda Marquette. 152, 153. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of chin-ups, guys. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out with us, guys. We're going to see you right here next time.